Welcome to Parent Driven Development. I'm Allison, and today I'm here with my friend Josh. Hey everyone, I'm Josh. I'm here with my friend Chris. Welcome everyone. I'm Chris Arcand, and I am here with our friend Richard Schneeman, also known as Schneems. Schneems writes Ruby at Heroku and maintains CodeTriage.com, which is a tool for helping people contribute to open source. He is in the top 50 Rails contributors and is an accidental maintainer, as he likes to put it, of Sprockets and Puma. When he isn't obsessively compulsively refactoring code for performance, he writes such gems as wicked and derailed benchmarks. Welcome, Richard. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Great. So today we are talking about the book All the Rage, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So tell us, yeah, tell us a little bit about, about All the Rage. So I think to get the full idea of all of all the rage, you need the full title is all the rage mothers, fathers, and the myth of equal partnership. I think that kind of like the, the, the sub, <laughs> the subtitle, the subtext <laughs> is like more than the text. Yeah. So this was a, this was a book that I actually have no idea how she found it, but my, my wife found this book and we have like a joint uh, little Kindle thing where whenever she downloads a book, then I can also read it. And she had mentioned that it was good. And so I just I kind of picked it up and the book is very full of like a lot of really interesting like historical context on like gender equality and just like all of these kind of, I guess, case studies sort of ish in terms of like co- co-parenting. I mean, and we can get we can get into specifics later, but I just thought it was a really neat approach in terms of like asking really high level questions of, you know, it's like, OK, well, why at home if there's like two parents that are like gender normative and like husband, wife, why does it seem like the woman is always doing more and then kind of goes into it? Well, maybe it's this. And then it's like, it's actually not that because of this other thing. And it, it asks a lot of questions, but doesn't provide a lot of answers. And so I'm kind of interested in in exploring just that general topic. Interesting. I do want I did have a reaction when you were like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I don't know how how my wife found the book. And I'm just imagining her like, you know, frantically, I will say that I'm guilty of in in some of the depths of after my second was was born and my husband and I were dealing with a few issues around mental load, mental load and that sort of stuff. I definitely like Googled some like resources or articles or something that could help me out. And I definitely remember being like, you know, after some like frantic, like middle of the night, finding stuff in the morning, being like, Hey, honey, I found this really interesting (laughs) podcast that you should maybe give a listen to. You know, if you have a chance, I thought it was really interesting and it might be good for us to discuss. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you know, people are saying, all these people are saying, this this podcast is so good. You just have to listen. Meanwhile, you've you've been Googling it during the actual argument. Yes, right. Like, it's like the Google is like, you know, partner doesn't do shit help, like, you know, or whatever (laughs) the like angry, like 2 a.m. sort of Google. Google is. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and I'll say that this is also like I would pretty frequent conversation in my relationship with my wife as well. This isn't this isn't like a this isn't like a she just kind of like <laughs> dropped the book in my lap and it was like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, this is the first. 
you know, it's like I never realized like she did more around the house. It, it's kind of like a we've we've sort of so she's she's a uh, in the design research base and is really good at like asking questions and exploring and like finding more information. And so she comes often will come up with like really interesting resources like this to like kind of further the discussion. And so like I yeah it's it it is a tough I I think bringing up the conversation is difficult in and of itself or could can be thankfully though <laughs> thankfully though we were already on our way. Um, the book was just more of like a, you know, a, a nice little compliment. Yeah. So as I'm looking at this book on Amazon, actually, and already going to buy it, I really like the twist on how it's not just saying like, these are all the reasons why this sort of bias, why this sort of thing happens, but also seems to talk a lot about how like even progressive relationships seem to all of a sudden become these, these gendered traditional ones when children are introduced into the household. When you read this book, is there something that especially struck you that you read and you were like, oh my gosh, yeah, I didn't even really think of that. That's something that I really need to to work on and change. Yeah. So it is, it is a little difficult in, in that, like I did kind of go in with sort of a lot of these conversations already on my mind, but the, like having a lot more details and, and fleshing out, like, I, I think like we've, we've actually talked about this in terms of like, we have a bunch of friends who are also consider themselves like pretty progressive and like, I would consider myself progressive, but then you keep on having these scenarios where like one, one of them was just like, like ordering diapers it's like okay we're out of diapers and the the wife is like oh i'm on amazon i'm ordering diapers it's like Uh oh i'm on amazon i'm ordering diapers up i'm on amazon i'm ordering diapers and it's like well wait a second like why isn't you know why isn't my partner ordering diapers like they are actually the one you know it's like the it's like very progressive to be like oh yeah i will you know or like (laughs) i'm air quotes progressive as i think it should be like uh, par for the course to change diapers to change like my wife and I it's like okay well you know she can like physically grow the child and I will change all of the diapers for you know as <laughs> as long as is reasonable I think those right. that's a, it's a pretty okay trade-off but then then there's like then there's the next level it's like okay this this guy is changing all of the diapers he clearly knows we're low on diapers like why didn't it occur to him to take the next step of like going through and like buying the diapers and like part of it originally the kind of the the question you know it's like i wanted to blame it on it's like oh that's a like you know like a personal deficiency or like oh it's just you know i'm you know wasn't paying attention or or i would have gotten there eventually i would have done it eventually like i would have noticed when we had no diapers and i'm like wrapping my child in a a bathroom towel or something. But yeah, I, I think in the book, one of the things that they talked about is how a lot of people consider themselves progressives until they have to make a change. So you you might say identify with a certain ideology until it comes time to actually say, oh, by the way, y- you don't just get that for free. Like if you have this ideology and you really want to back it up, you have to do something differently. Hmm. And I mean, it it, it kind of explores that a little bit but i i do think that is kind of a relatively modern phenomenon where you do have a lot of like especially fathers who are saying like i yeah i don't want to be like my dad or you know my grandfather or whoever is you know i want to be a little bit more involved and then we're in this in this weird quasi zone where it's like i you know, it's like I change a diaper in public and like I get a round of applause <laughs> or something. Oh, it's yes. insane, isn't yes. it? Oh, my gosh. We were buying a car. I forget the exact cir- circumstance. We were at a, a car dealership like 
a couple weeks after giving birth at one point in time and the car the guy selling us the car everything i would do with the child he was just like oh my gosh you're such a good dad such a great dad like and like meanwhile my wife is like doing as much and or and or more and he's like not said a single thing he also like didn't look at her the entire time throughout the car Uh purchase like needless to say i did not buy a car from him yeah allison allison legit has anyone ever just walked up to you and said oh my god you're such a good mother for just doing regular mothering activities i can't imagine someone doing that no no i mean and right and we i mean i've mentioned this like on this show before that like my one of the things that my husband frequently does is takes both kids to the grocery store on uh-huh. on Saturday morning and that he's constantly coming home and talking about the amount of praise that he gets for like being at the supermarket with both children. One hundred percent. And, yep. you know, I've taken one or both kids to the supermarket before. I don't I don't get any special recognition. Yep. I was just about to say that myself. Literally every time I go to the grocery store with my son, the person at the checkout is always like, oh, wow, dad's watching you today. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> watching yeah. You. dad's babysitting. Yeah. It's called oh, my gosh. Oh, I it can't is- stand that. <laughs> I think it is interesting, though, because like the so one thing that struck me about what you said was the difference between I think there's a difference between wanting to be more involved and recognizing like what that involvement could or should be. Right. Because it is Mm -hmm. like a lot of people talk about how wonderful my husband is as a dad because he like takes the kids to the playground or because he like hangs out with them right or helps get dinner on the table like things like that but one of the things that my husband and I have worked on to to because you know we're both we're both working we're both in like I would say pretty like high points in our career where we both have career goals, et cetera. And so there's a lot of balance and and give and take there. And so one of the things that we've worked on is like, what are the things that are completely his responsibility that are totally off of my plate? And what are the things that are mine? And when things come up? So a good example is like, we had to schedule flu shots for the kid. And it's like a it the past couple weeks have been a pretty busy time for me. And so he was like, well, I'll he was like, I'll take I'll take flu shots. I'll make sure that they're scheduled. And then we had a birthday party coming up for one of my son's friends. And so actually, what I did was I just ordered like 15 books from Amazon so that I now just have this stockpile <laughs> of books so that I don't have to think about like, oh, uh oh, there's like a birthday party coming up in two days and I've forgotten to get a gift. But like we talked about that and I was like, yeah, I can I like I can take that. And so there's but there's a difference between thinking about like the to do list of parenting and thinking about the things that you do to be present as a parent. Yeah, a 100 percent. And I. Like one of one of the concepts that we have at home is this concept of um, like invisible work versus visible work. So it's like it's like what you just described. Not only not only is it the like having the to do the planning of the flu shot, but it's like even the work of remembering that there is a flu shot that needs to be scheduled. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, this yes. is exactly exactly what we have. The problem that we have in my household and that we are continuing to work on is that like, you know, I think a big very stereotypical gendered thought that I had at the beginning becoming a parent for a long time was that 
as homeowners that I was like somehow like contributing the same amount of as my wife in the form of like housekeeping. Like, oh, if I did all the yard work and I made sure the oil was changed in the car and handled the finances and repaired the deck that needed some work or whatever, that somehow like all these tasks equate to the same amount of work as being really active in like planning activities and scheduling stuff as related to our son. Now, that thought is obviously completely ridiculous. But like the, the ongoing thing that we keep talking about and thinking about is like, how to balance out, as you said, visible and invisible tasks, like not just stuff that's very obvious, like I need to go do this thing. I need to go cut the grass or something, but like all of the the schedule related things. I need to remember that this thing needs to get done next month for this reason, like that sort of stuff we find very, very challenging. I wonder, like, how, how do people here divide that sort of thing? Like, how do you decide, like, well, this is best done for this person, et cetera? We just had a, we just actually had a conversation about this a little bit because I, the other night, a few nights ago, I spent a good, like, 30 or 40 minutes sort of clearing out my email inbox from various Devin related. So Devin's four and a half. So he's in preschool. And there, for some reason, like there were just very, well, I know what reason. The reason is that it's October and there's a bunch of Jewish holidays and Halloween is coming up. So there was just a backlog of emails related to him. There were like three Halloween parties that need to be put on the calendar. There were two birthday parties that we needed to RSVP for. There was like a preschool parents night and another preschool thing that we needed to like decide if we were going to. And so I, I spent, 30 minutes sort of like responding to all the emails and and those sorts of things. And I said, I actually didn't even realize that I was doing all of that or how much time it would take. I just knew that there was a backlog of Devin related things that I needed to like respond to and get to and and whatnot. And at the end of it, I sort of put my computer, I was sitting next to my husband and I put my computer aside and I said, I said, I was like, I just, I actually want to address something with you. Like I just spent 30 minutes responding to about 15 different emails for, you know, parent related preschool events and, you know, X, Y, and Z. I was like, you were, you were CC'd on all of those, on all of those emails. Right. And he was like, oh yeah, I guess I was. And I was like, okay, this is something for us to have on our radar in the future that like, I just spent 30 to 40 minutes clearing out all of these things that have been in my, in our inbox for the last two weeks. And we should figure out a better way of doing this because you could just have easily like check the calendar and RSVP'd for these birthday parties or like RSVP, you know, responded to these, like to these different emails. So I think for us, the way that we balance things is there are certain things we've already decided are like definitely in my court or definitely in my, in my husband's court. And then there are things that come up that I am trying to do a better job making him aware of both the time that it takes for me and the fact that like he could have also done it just as effectively as I could have. And so the next time that it comes up, like we should, we should deal with that better. Yeah, absolutely. I think for, for me, my uh, example is like, we got these little like birthday RSVP cards in daycare and, and it's like, I brought it home and I was like done. Right. Like I brought it home. And it's like, well, you know, and then my wife's like, well, well, like, you know, then did, did you RSVP? Like, did you, there's RSVP instructions. Did you, did you like, you know, message them? Did you put it on the calendar? Did you get a, you know, get a gift? Did you see if there's any like other scheduling conflicts? Like there's all of these like thought processes 
that like I, I, I kind of I see it as a hierarchy, like almost kind of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, but it's like Maslow's hierarchy of like being a non awful parent. It's like <laughs> like first you have to realize that there is a task to do. <laughs> like if you if it's like, oh, I got the I got the RSVP, like I'll just bring it right. home. It's like, did you did you read it where, where it says yeah. hey, RSVP? And then uh, and then there's all of these other tasks. And we have we ha- we do have a a little bit of a system that I I'm interested in talking to in a, in a little bit, but just kind of at a, at a high level, the way I'm thinking of it right now, and especially since it's kind of like this, like development and developers is like my wife already has all of this context and she is already doing these things. I basically try to think of it in terms of like pairing where if I'm pairing with somebody on on code, originally I just watch them do everything and subtly pick up. It's like, oh, you have to do, you know, like here, here is a thing that you wouldn't necessarily directly tell me. This is some invisible work. And then that might be something that I will externalize and I'll say, oh, I see that you are, are doing this. So now I have made, it's like, oh, a task I can I can make and like actually write down is like, you know, like even you mentioned, like just having those birthday presents because that's on your plate, because of course, you know, like it's on your plate and you're thinking about it. And if, if somebody just went ahead and bought all the birthday presents, then like, why, you know, why would it be, there's no need to. It's like remembering to like uh, run the test to make sure the test passed. It's like there's the code and then you have to remember to run the test or like those sorts of like, yeah, those sorts of things. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, cause it's like, if you're doing it, you're already in the headspace. It's already second nature to you. But, you know, for, 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 for whatever reason, it's like, you know, there's like, and we can, and we can, we can talk about that. It's like, why, you know, it's like, why, why was it on somebody, one person's plate, not the others, but enumerating the invisible tasks and then, and then actually making sure that they get done and having a system in place for that. So it's like gradually in, in the mentorship model, it's like, you start watching one person and then gradually you both do it together. And then at some point in time in the future, that other person can just go and and take the task without any supervision. And That's a much nicer ramp up than just expecting the other person to be able to just do it right away. We would never throw a brand new developer into a code base, be like, okay, well, I told you there's a thing that has to be done zero to 100. Go do it now. No, we'd pair with them and train them and like share that knowledge. And I, I like the idea of thinking about like household tasks like that as well. Yeah. The major downside though, is that it like, you know, just like hiring an intern or, you know, somebody else getting a new team member, like it actually takes more time to do that than it does to Mm. just do the task. Mm -hmm. And so like, I like knowing that there's a little bit of we've, we have like blocked out explicit times where we work together every single week. There's the knowledge that it takes more work for my wife to just to, to do this participatory thing. And so you know, I try to drive it where I can. I'm also, I would also say that I'm, I'm, I'm lucky in that my wife. Oh yeah, by the way, her her name is Ruby as well. I don't think I've actually mentioned that. I'm a Ruby developer, so I, people say I love Ruby. You are literally um, married to Ruby. <laughs> wow. I'm, I am very married to Ruby. We met at a Rails meetup. We met Amazing. at a Rails meetup. Yeah, and I would say that I'm very lucky that she will just point blank tell me how she's feeling at basically any moment, and if there. Uh, like kind of non-judgmental, non just like I will share with you. Like I, you know, I I feel underappreciated. I I will share with you. Like I feel like I'm doing you know more work. It's like because you are doing more work, you know. But like I do think that's kind of like on the low end of for for partners even realizing that it's like 
like like kind of you know Chris was saying it's like in, previously in my head it's like oh yeah sure it's like well you know I I changed the poop diaper so like that's worth what you know like 20 birthday parties like of course <laughs> <laughs> yeah I was just gonna say I feel like a big part of of balancing that and fixing it is realizing that like it's not just about doing the things that are obvious and only doing what is asked right there's this excerpt in the in the all the rage book that we're talking about that I've read that I'm happy to do it if you ask is the modern involved father's creed de cour, right? So it's about like not not necessarily just happily doing whatever task is obviously sat in front of you, but like actively, proactively like doing things like so that the other person doesn't have to worry about it at all. So it's not it's not a thing that they even have to ask of you, right? Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a great cartoon. I'll try to I'll try to find it so we can link it in the show notes. But there's a there's a really great cartoon that I think is entitled like I'm happy to do it if you ask. And it just it's it's really great. It's hard to describe (laughs) on with audio, but it's it just sort of walks through like all of these things. And, you know, the summary sort of being this partner that's like, well, I would have done any of it if you like if you had asked. It's like, but you you saw me doing all of these things like. Uh That's Mm -hmm. right. And it's just not helpful. Right. I mean, it's just not it doesn't actually remove that sort of concern from your partner at all. You know what Richard was just saying, like if if you would just order the diapers to begin with, then then, you know, Ruby wouldn't have to think about it at all. And that's that's true, like support I've I've learned in my own experience and, and what you know, we need to change. Or at the very least notice that there's like, you know, right. uh, a, a need to be met there. Like, oh, I'll help you if you want me to. Just it's, oh, it's so insidious. It just puts the the onus on the other person. Absolutely. One <laughs> one more thing you have to do. Not only do you have to do all the parenting stuff, now you also have to like see that I have unused time and push it on me somehow. Like, just oh, it's so passive aggressive. <laughs> yeah. The one of the one of the things that my wife used to say that I kind of didn't it took a long time to internalize um, and realize what she was saying was like I would take a task previously we were talking about it's like okay you're going to schedule like the flu shot but maybe I just didn't do it very well or maybe it wasn't a priority maybe in my head I'm like yeah I'm gonna schedule it but I just haven't. And so there's this meta task of, yeah, making sure Richard has done this correctly, making sure that it like it basically it's not off the plate. It's like if any. Yeah, if anything, it's like the original task plus some. Yeah. Oh, my God. I I feel this so much. And I will say from (laughs) like from from Slack channels that are like very mom focused, I'll say, or mostly like this comes up so many times where it's like, even if you can dole out like a like there's a fine line between saying like, great, flu shots need to be scheduled. I need you to schedule can like, you know, and my partner saying like, okay, I can schedule the flu shots and me being like, great, you can schedule the flu shots. Like it needs to happen at our at our pediatrician, like, please make sure that you look at the calendar before you schedule them. And like, it really needs to be done within the next four days, right? My partner doesn't want to hear that from me. That's like a lot of details and that's like super <laughs> micromanaging and like to- obvious, like for obvious reasons, like rubs him the wrong way. But then at the same time, like especially he'd kill me for like for saying this on the podcast. But we did we had a series of like three or four things that, in my opinion, were just like things that he took on that were just they were just such fails that 
the fourth thing I was like, I was like, okay, it's great if you take this on, but like, I'm, I apologize in advance. I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions about it because these last three things that you took on, like really didn't go so well. And like, I felt bad doing it. And he was sort of like pissed about me doing it, but he also understood why I was doing it. But it's the same. It's like, yeah, this is like something that comes up so often in those circles. Cause it's like, well, I can give him the thing. I can give my partner the thing. But yeah, it still stays on my to-do list because I don't know like where it is in his priority list. And like, and I, I will say that there are not frequently, but there are one or two things that like I've, you know, put on his plate and just assume that they've been done. And like three months later, I'll check in. I'll be like, oh, like what was the, you know, you were supposed to have that conversation. I'm curious like how it went. And, and my husband be like, oh yeah, I, I haven't had a chance to have it yet. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> what? Like, that, was it's like, like, that was last quarter's goals. Like, what you, mm-hmm. so, it's kind of, it's yeah. kind of derogatory, but it's, it's like when a young child asks to help cook dinner, like <laughs> I, I realize how bad that sounds, but like <laughs> the first couple of times my toddler asked to help make dinner, like I naively was like, well, I don't know. Here's this. Go do this. And I was like, oh, wait, no, I have to supervise every little bit of this process or it's just not going to get done. And sometimes it feels like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah. it is really hard. Like, it's hard to feel like that in a partnership because you want to like, you know, you want to share that load. You want it to be split. But yeah, like the, it takes practice, I feel like, to build that muscle and to build that trust, especially like it's really interesting, Richard, that you said that you you sort of like figure out times to like put aside to work together on specific Mm -hmm. things because that's like a very I feel like it's a very like non-condescending way of recognizing that like this time will feel a little bit like one person leading and the other person just sort of like listening or following or whatever like asking additional Mm -hmm. questions like without it feeling like bad that that's sort of like what's happening because yeah like you don't want to treat your partner like like a child or like somebody that isn't capable but it is hard to be like okay that thing is completely like out of my brain space and I don't even need to meta think about it Mm -hmm. how did those sessions go Richard I can imagine this exposes like if there's any problems in your relationship with communication, I can only imagine, like, you're going to find out really quick that ordering diapers is not the biggest problem you two have. Mm-hmm. So so I do actually, uh, one of the things that we was just mentioned is just in, in terms of, like, these skills and in terms of, like, the, like, following up and it's, like, okay, like, micromanaging. I will say that I like throughout this process, I didn't even realize that there were skills that I didn't have that my wife did. And it took her recognizing that and being like, oh, we're actually going to sit down and work on this. Like, for instance, one of them is the calendar. Like for me, I just have a calendar and like, I don't know, that's it. Like I have one calendar and it's like either I have a work meeting or I don't. And like, (laughs) and there's all of these like things that I don't necessarily need a notification about, but like I want to be aware of such as like deadlines for it's like, okay, you know, if, if drop off and, and pick up for school is on there every single day, then if there's a, like an early drop off or, you know, like a late start for school, then, then we can put that on the calendar. And it, I forget exactly what the trigger was, but at some point in time, my wife was just like, do you want to, do you want to just sit down for like, I don't know, 30 minutes and then just like work on your calendar together. And like, I will show you my system and then, and then we can like, you know, try to improve it or or work on it. And, and there is a little bit 
of like this kind of explicit goal or explicit skills like calendaring comes to mind. We also have a shared to like a shared task list and a shared to do list. And come, I guess coming back to the setting aside time. So we both work kind of in and around tech and basically just take whatever good managerial practices that we both like at our jobs and bring them to our house. Because if it works for managing whatever, 50 people and like facilitating communication and whatnot, then it it presumably works for two. And so we will list out all of the things that kind of need to be done. And then during, and we, and then we have standup and during standup one wits, we meet for one hour every single week and we just go down the entire list. Sometimes we assign and be like, okay, you're doing this, I'm doing this. And it just, that's what we, that was kind of all we did for the longest time. And then it always facilitates conversation. You know, for instance, if we say like, oh, hey, yeah, why don't, you know, why don't you take, take the, or it's like, oh, I'll I'll take the flu shot. Then as we are sitting there and talking, you know, we're, we're already in the headspace of organizing tasks, like prioritizing, coming up with work. Then I, I think there's kind of no, no necessarily getting around the fact that it's like you, in order to be better, you kind of have to admit that you're not doing something well. If I just went through life and I'm like, oh, yeah, I totally nailed that flu shot thing, but wasn't really acknowledging like all I didn't do or the fact that somebody had to like ping me 20 million times. So, yeah, I mean, for for us, I think we would we would maybe have a conversation of like, oh, last time I scheduled the flu shot. I want you to do it this time. Maybe instead of like, here's all of the details in micromanaging, you can also kind of do it in terms of a, I want to see how you do it and then be here to course correct if needed. So like maybe like, okay, Richard, walk me through all of the steps that you you think need to be done for this or or like walk me through what, what you're going to do. So then, and then you can even frame it in terms of, so then if there's anything else, maybe it's like, maybe I can take on one of those tasks or maybe we can split this up or, you know, just so I'm aware of everything that's, that's going on. And because we have made, we like, we have made this value of like making the invisible visible it doesn't feel like super invasive it's kind of a norm like normal for us to sit down and talk about details in addition to just kind of like the high level goals yeah that totally makes sense and then we do also have like little mini kind of work sessions that we we also will schedule for like some big things oh some some other just great tips that we didn't do at first checking the calendar being aware especially even holidays like like earlier you had said oh i don't know why i'm like checking the email Oh yeah, I do. It's because it's October and like these holidays are coming up and like like we go through in the stand up, we go through our next at least week and then we we say is there anything really big coming up this next month we need to plan for because in the in the past there it's like, you know, right now off the top of my head, it's like I'm thinking ahead to December, my youngest son is going to have a birthday, we're going to need to do some planning for that. Pre in previous years, like I wouldn't be thinking about that in October, right? So, well, I don't, <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, I'm letting you know, I wouldn't be thinking about that. In <laughs> but yeah, basically by just trying to identify what, what are the, 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 the different areas of work, what are the different thought processes? Like what, whenever my wife does something that, that I did not, I like, yes, I'm interested in what she did, but I'm also interested in like, 
what was the thing that triggered that behavior? What was the thing that made her realize that 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 is a thing to even do? Yeah, that's really interesting. Well, book is all rage, mothers, fathers, and the myth of equal partnership. And so we'll we'll link that in the show notes. And is everyone ready to move to some genius fails? Yeah, all absolutely. Right. Okay, so this is the time of the show where we talk about a genius, so something that went really well over the last couple of weeks related to parenting or life or whatnot, or share a fail, which is something that maybe did not go quite as well. Would anyone like to start? I could start. I have I have a really, really big fail. So a little bit of background. Our daughter, we challenged her to kind of keep up with her reading, her her math, like kind of extra work over the summer to, to avoid the dreaded summer slide. She's going into sixth grade or she just recently entered sixth grade. And as part of that, she got to choose her own reward. And the reward that she chose was to get her hair dyed. And she's been watching a lot of Japanese anime. So she picked a very anime color. It's a very, very vibrant blue that she had her hair dyed, which is awesome. It looks great on her. It's She's super proud of it. That's great. That is not the fail. The fail comes into the hair care regimen. I, For people that have not seen a picture of me, I don't have a lot of hair. I have a lot of forehead. <laughs> and I'm not familiar with like, you know, like really involved hair care regimens. So her hairstylist gave us a recommendation for dyed shampoos and conditioners that I guess help kind of keep the color in her hair vibrant just kind of like in between dyeing sessions like every couple of like months or whatever she'll go if she goes back and has it re-dyed we can use this conditioner we can use a shampoo and it'll just sort of help keep the color vibrant that was that was my understanding of what would happen so i gave her the conditioner i was like oh hey fyi just like once a week use this conditioner it'll help your hair stay nice and blue and she's like cool great Okay, so I didn't read the instructions on the conditioner at all. My sixth grader certainly didn't read the instructions on the conditioner. So then fast forward to uh, maybe two days after my daughter used this conditioner and uh, it was getting it was near bedtime. She's getting ready for bed. And I was like, oh, I'm going to jump in your room, uh, your bathroom quick and put away these towels. And she was like, oh, no, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like, wait, why oh, no. don't. Why don't you want me coming into your bathroom? Oh, it's okay. I'll do it. Like, no, I'm going in that bathroom now. <laughs> so I go in. There are so many fails in this <laughs> from everyone. <laughs> it's just, uh, I go into her bathroom. It's like now, you know, 45 minutes past the time she's supposed to be like getting ready for bed. The white plastic shower bathroom combo is all blue. Like, mm. it, like a Smurf exploded in there. It's like, <laughs> like a Smurf monkey flung Smurf poo at the walls. It was everywhere. My daughter's like, oh, that. I'm like, what, what, what do you mean? Oh, that. It has been legit like a day or two. When? How long were you going to keep this secret? So the fail is I proceeded to just like freak out about this blue color in the shower. I freaked out about it like as she was going to bed. I was just like so upset Mostly just because of the shower. I, had no, I don't know what I expected her to do about it, but it just ended the night on a terrible note. I mean, 
my husband and I, we, it took us like three hours of scrubbing with vinegar to get this stuff out. <laughs> it was not my daughter's fault at all. I, in like retrospect, I think there's something going on with our communication that didn't, she, she didn't feel like she could just be like, oh, hey, FYI, this crap you gave me turned the shower blue like two days ago that she felt like she had to hide it. Oh, um, multiple levels of fails. So many like... <laughs> fails. So many fails. We all talked about it the next day. We were just like running down the the like the inception levels of failitude here. Um, like a blameless postmortem, like the five we, Yes, that was <laughs> like... breakfast the next day. We had a blameless postmortem with our blue hands <laughs> just like up in like apology. It was it was so bad. That's the thing. Oh, oh, my you, goodness. Oh, you you could you could say that you all totally blew it. Blue, oh my god. Ooh, nice. Well done. Well done. Yep. Freeze frame. Jump in the uh. air, freeze frame. All right. Well, I've got a small genius moment uh, for the past couple of weeks. It's that my wife and I have been trying to come up with more ways so that she can have a little bit more free time because I work, you know, typical sort of nine to five-ish hours from home and she works at the emergency room. So she has very, very awkward messed up hours that, you know, sometimes she's working on the weekend and then she has stretches of, of days off in the weekdays. So she spends quite a bit of time some weeks and then not so much other weeks watching our son because, you know, if she's home during the normal workday, then, you know, it just makes sense. We're still working on that. But we've been trying to come up with ways where if it's, you know, just a, a normal weekday that it's not just always like she's watching him and doesn't have a lot of free time for herself. So we were thinking about it and we saw that the local elementary school was putting on this like early childhood development, like preschool class thing specifically geared towards small kids and their grandparents is the is the usual theme. So we thought about it a bit. And we signed him up with his grandpa, which he doesn't get to see super, super often. So we thought that was another, you know, good reason to, to do it so he can spend time with him. And sure enough, the past several weeks have been really, really nice for her because every Friday grandpa comes over and picks him up and takes him off. And he has an absolute blast with him at this class. And my wife gets a solid a solid amount of time every Friday now to be able to to go out and do whatever she wants to do, get a manicure, read a book, do whatever. And it's been super, super nice for her. So it's been a nice genius moment. Nice. That's great. Very cool. Yeah. Richard, do you want to go and then I'll close us out? Oh, okay, I can. I have a genius and a fail. I'm not sure which one is Perfect. better. Yes. The answer is yes. Um, <laughs> the answer is all. Okay. So I'll try to I'll try to keep them to the point. I so I, my wife went on a trip, her parents are in Hong Kong, uh, went on a trip to see her parents for a week and left me with the kids alone. That was, that is in and of itself was actually a big win because I got to see a lot of invisible work. (laughs) 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 But what there was a, there's a period of time where I was uh, just kind of like, all right, like we, I've done a lot. We've done a lot, uh, like a lot of laundry and, you know, dishes. And, and so I was like, okay, I'm going to sit down and just chill out for like five minutes. I hadn't been on like on my phone. It was a Saturday, I think. Hadn't been on my phone at all. I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll check Twitter for like five minutes and then like regroup. And then my dad or (laughs) my dad, uh, my son comes in and is like, dad, dad, like, you got to come check out my room. It's really cool. And I'm like, what is it? And instantly, like, this is either really good or really bad. (laughs) And so 
he had taken a cup and he comes and grabs my hand and drags me in and he had taken a couple of his drawings. He loves drawings and he had glued them to the wall. <laughs> 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 because oh, no. he want, he wanted them on the wall and then he had written his name above them also <laughs> also on the wall but it was super Our cool <laughs> yeah. and 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 i was like oh i am like my it's like i loved it i loved every second of it and like i took photos and he was so proud and like <laughs> i and then i had it I'm, luckily like the glue was still like wet i was able to take it off and and i and i did i, I was like talking to him and i was like i'm so happy and so proud that you had this idea and ambition and you, you did this execution let's talk a little bit about walls yeah. and glue you can just picture you standing there with the camera taking pictures smiling and being like oh my god oh my god oh my god, oh my god. nothing else you have pictures for the insurance adjuster i mean yeah. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that, that was, that was fun. The other story that I have is, and this is, it's kind of like tangential, but we put our kids in Chinese school. So it's a Mandarin immersion program. And uh, one of them is too young to actually go full time, but he has been going for just kind of like partial days. And the other day, my, my wife was going to our, our preschool. So not the Mandarin immersion program and talking to them. And we did not even we did not realize that this was a thing that they were doing. But in the program, the preschool program, they are focused on communication right now. So, like, you know, did the child understand the direction? And they noticed that they were kind of having some problems or not some you know problems, but he wasn't quite where they wanted him to be at. The, the, this is the younger kid, the uh, year and a half. And so they printed out all of they Googled the instructions in Mandarin. And they printed them out, and then they would try saying it to him in Mandarin to see if he understood the instruction. And then they would turn around and come back and, like, say it in English. And this is not something we asked them to do. They just, like, totally were like, oh, hey, well, he's also has exposure to this other language. Like, let's let's just, like, try. And and these people, they don't speak, they don't speak, you know, Mandarin at all. And that was just, like, the most heartwarming, like, I, I mean, I guess it's a win for us because, like, we picked the preschool and we really like the teachers and they, like, they do a, such a good job. But, you know, just talking about, like, going above and beyond for for you know like somebody else's kid I, I i loved that yeah good child care is stressful and difficult to come by and really fantastic when you see great examples all right i will close i have like the bougiest genius ever as a warning so <laughs> <laughs> oh this will be good just so you know what you're in for so we took both of the children to we did a family trip I was speaking at a conference in Sweden and we made it a whole family thing and so we spent I think it was like eight nine days including the travel but eight days in Stockholm and in the middle I had two days at a conference but it was amazing we should all live in Sweden. I don't know why we all don't live in Sweden. It was right? just like so incre- incredible. Like the, the kids actually did really well on the plane, which was great. But also just, I mean, the playgrounds are amazing. The like, I talking about sort of like mental load and invisible, invisible labor, et cetera. Like you just, you see so many like dads solo with, with, like with kids and it's just like there it seems like there's just so much more equality and I mean having conversations with folks about like parental leave is just like completely mind-blowing and the playgrounds are amazing and they're like super like the playground that we went to that was by where we stayed was like 
amazing and had all these like tricycles and like toys and stuff you could ride on and bathrooms and was staffed and had a fire pit and it was just like well, incredible it was staffed it, yeah it's you sta- sh- like the playgrounds are staffed like yeah. a country club yeah <laughs> no <laughs> I, I mean like literally like the playground down the street but like with like you know, with a person or two that's sort of keeping track of like the toys that are there and making sure things are clean and safe and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know, my genius is like spending a week in, in Sweden with, with two young children, because it's probably one of the only places that we could like feel like it, we could do so and not have it be like really, really, really stressful. But like I said, it's like the bougiest genius ever, because my genius is like, take a trip to this other country. That's super chill. (laughs) So that's awesome. I am so jealous. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Highly recommend for anyone. I had a similar experience in Iceland. Not not quite the same level, but just like anywhere you'd go, there's always toys. Like everywhere. Like like any store or restaurant or anything, there's like, oh, there's an IKEA playset here at this like gas station. Well, that actually didn't happen. But like <laughs> and I, they're like, like nice toys. They're like they're not like the gross, yeah. like germ ridden, yeah. like oh someone obviously forgot this here toys. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, oh, like my kid is screaming. It's, I don't have, and it's like right next to these like elderly people. Obviously they haven't like, they're, they're not like coming up to me and being like, can you, can you like deal with this? I'm trying to like have a coffee over here. They're just like, oh, kids happen. Kids scream. Like kids are part of society. Like they are whole people. Yeah. It was amazing. My daughter is one and a half. So I feel like she's at an age that's like pretty difficult to like travel with. And the trip in general, like went went pretty well but yeah just being there was like pretty pretty easy pretty accommodating so it was lovely it's great thanks so much for listening to the parent driven development podcast we would love to hear from you if you have questions that you'd like us to chat about on air please email us at panel at parentdrivendevelopment.com or find us on twitter at at parentdrivendev and if you like what you hear please support us on patreon patreon.com slash parentdrivendev or rate us on itunes and thank you richard for coming and being our guest today if people want to find you on the interwebs where where should they look for more information i am available on schneems.com i have a mailing list where mostly it's like rubian performance stuff and then i'm on twitter where you get all of me including parenting and political excellent thank you so much for joining us thank you 